Hello, everybody. This is Pastor Jay Keaton, the Liberty and Faith Podcast Ministry. I want to thank you for joining me. I'm going to get into the Word with you. I have a burning desire to get into the Word with you here in just a second. But I do want to say I'm going to be preaching at the Index Community Church this Sunday evening at 7 p.m. Come out and join me. Let's let's see if we can get the lost saved. I have a burning desire to see the lost saved and, and come to Jesus Christ so that they don't uh, suffer eternal consequences from a lack of a relationship where it seems like we haven't even really tried that hard. So those of us who know the secret, the secret of salvation in Jesus Christ, which really isn't a secret at all, but it appears to be kept from some people. It's a secret to some who haven't found it. It's something unknown, so wonderful, so good that they need to have this. If, if people just knew the danger that they were in for eternity, please, folks, let's get them saved. Get your family out to church. Witness to them. Be evangelistic in your everyday life. Reach out. Be ready to ask that pivotal question to people. Listen, this is so hard for some people. Asking someone, are you saved? We need to ask that question and be ready to lead them to Jesus Christ. Lots of prayer requests. Uh, I don't want to go into each one of them, but God knows them all. Please lift each other up in prayer. And again, the revival going on out at Index every night this week. Be a part of that if you if you can. Come on out to that, 7 p.m. nightly. So let's jump into the Word together. And uh, I'm going to read this. We're going to have prayer. And this is an interesting book, James chapter 1. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad, greeting. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, uh, that giveth to all men liberally, and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, not wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind, and tossed. For let not that man think he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Guide us and lead us, Lord, as we walk through the word in Jesus' name. Lord, we just want to look at this and take an interesting, it's an interesting concept here. You know, we, we look at this and we kind of skip over the fact that James was Jesus's half-brother. He grew up with God in a, so to speak, in a form and fashion here. He grew up in the same household as Jesus Christ. Could you imagine that? Growing up with your brother, the Lord God who created all things. I wonder what things they must have talked about. What kind of things that Jesus shared with him, even in his young age? What James must have noticed about him? And and before we get into this, James calls himself a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, James eventually made a transition from brother and family member to accepting Jesus as his Lord. Think of that for just a minute. The Bible says a prophet is is not looked at in the same way in his own hometown. He's not respected. He's not looked at that way. In your family, you're probably looked at as just whoever you are, and pe- people just look at you as no big thing. You're just so-and-so. 
Well, for James to make that transition from brother to Lord, uh, wow, that, that's an amazing thought, okay? But what he gets into, the, the, the book of James is a book written to help Christians take their faith to a higher level. This is what this whole book is about. And, and based on the text, I mean, it's written to people who already have faith in Jesus, possibly of Jewish heritage, but who understand the fundamentals of Christianity. But they're having some problems putting their faith into practice. Boy, do we see that these days and times. It's so easy with all of the world's distractions. I've preached on this so much to lose focus and to put your faith in practice when the world demands you live at its level, the fallen level, a, a, a level of despair, okay? That's a real problem in today's world. You feel like you got to climb into the gutter in order to join in. And listen, you don't have to do that. That is a trick of the devil, amen? James, he... Uh, he doesn't really spend a whole lot of time here opening up this book talking about Jesus's deity or baptism or the nature of the church, but his letter is more about putting faith into action. It speaks to what Christian living looks like when you put it into practice. It's about owning your faith and making it a part of who you are. Not just a name you wear or a cross around your neck or a, a, a profession that you make. It's about possession of God in your heart. It's about living what you know is truth, living the scripture and submitting to God and allowing him to live through you, to guide you, to lead you, submitting to that. I can't stress that word enough. Submission and, and, and surrender. Those are two great words for Christians to really get a hold of. We have to submit to God. Um, so it really looks this way as James begins to open uh, with an, uh, you know, it's really kind of an unexpected theme, basically, because he, he, like I said, he doesn't go into deity and baptism and all these, the nature of the church. He goes right into maturity as you face trials in your life. Brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Okay. Uh, I mean, he goes right into this. He goes so far as to say these challenges are a good thing. Are a good thing because they will result in your greater maturity, folks. He then addresses two really unrelated topics, wisdom and humility. But uh, you should ask God for wisdom, he goes on to say. But he's trying to... Get us to put our faith into action. That's what we have to do to live this thing that we believe. We have to do it. Uh, it, and it let's just look at this again. My brother, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing that the trying of your faith works patience. Can we live at the level to where we allow temptations to happen so that we can grow as a Christian, as these things happen and take place in our lives? Can we do it? I think we can. We know we can because Christ lives within us. And so we have to allow God to live in us, to grow us, to lead us and to guide us. And that's what we have to do. 
And then we got to count it all joy. I mean, this is putting it into practice, believing what you're going through. God is going to make you better through it. And you're growing closer and growing more mature in your Christian life. It says that the trying of your faith works patience. Trust in God, folks. Put faith in who you believe. Trust in it. Faith is calling those things that are not as though they were. That's faith. That's living with knowing. Not just believing, but living knowing things will be okay. Do you know this in your life? Do you believe like this in your life? It says, you know, I mean, it just tells us to work this way, to believe this way. But let patience have her perfect work that you may be able to be perfect and entire wanting nothing. You know, Bible says patience makes experience and experience makes hope. Patience, as we go through life and we we learn to live our Christian life and we begin to learn to trust God, that comes with patience. And as we as we gain experience with God, we can look back as we patiently gain experience going through these things. It should give you hope because as you look back, back over uh, the, the whole field of your experiences with God, you can see he will never, ever let you down, ever. He will always help you, always be with you. He will never fail you. You can absolutely put 100% of your trust and faith in God. We have to learn to put this into practice. It says a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. We can't say we believe and then we walk in disbelief. That's being double-minded. If you ask and you believe in God, you can know. You can know. When we're on our deathbed, we can know that we our last breath is our first breath with him. We can know that. You can have that assurance. You can have that. If you will trust and you will believe. It says, but let him ask in faith, not wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven uh, with the wind and tossed. Tossed to and fro. Are you tired of the of the life that just seemingly seems out of balance? Boom, this happens. And then you fall away and then you come back and you fall away. You can walk steady in storms, folks. Listen to me. The wind may blow and howl all around you. The waves may be horrific. Let me tell you, you can walk above that and in steady ground with God if you will just trust him. Trust me. I I am telling you accurately, just trust in the Lord and God will get you through your storms. Absolutely, 100%, you can trust him. Let's put our faith into action. Let's do that. Let's trust in the Lord. Let's not be double-minded. Let's expect things. You know, we oftentimes we pray for things and then we're surprised when they happen. How many times have I seen the wondrous look on a Christian's face when they say, well, I was praying about that and then it happened. (laughs) That shouldn't surprise us. Everyday normal Christianity should be walking in miracles because we serve a miraculous God a wonder-working God, an awesome God. Let's do that. Let's walk with the Lord. Father in heaven, I pray in the name of Jesus for every person that hears this podcast, Lord, this little word that you've spoken into my heart, Lord, let us not be double-minded, but Lord, let's trust in you to guide us and to lead us and take control of our lives. 
And Lord, we're going to give it all to you. We're going to, we're going to, we know that we live in these last days, Lord. And so we're going to try our hardest. We're going to give our all God so that none is left behind. What a tragedy it would be for someone who could have been saved if we would have just desired it for them enough to pray for them, to ask them, God, give us holy boldness in these last days. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.